This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today it's time to talk about the need for those who prosecute insurance type claims, who prosecute frauds against insurers, must understand a little bit about insurance. In this case, in California, prosecutors allowed an arson-for-profit scheme to succeed by entering into a stupid plea bargain that it destroyed the insurer's right to restitution from the arsonist. Now, intentionally burning a dwelling and the concomitant presentation of an insurance claim is an arson for profit and is two, at least two, serious felonies. In the People v. Damon Lawrence George, the California Court of Appeals on September 12, 2022, found that George was allowed by the prosecution to plead guilty only to the charge of unlawfully burning his house. The people, failing to understand the implications upon an insurer of allowing such a charge and dismissing important charges like insurance fraud and arson, allowed the insurance fraud to succeed by dismissing the several related charges against the defendant. In People v. Harvey, a 1979 decision of the California Supreme Court, only if that decision is waived by the defendant can the court give restitution for crimes that were related to but did not actually include the crime for which the plaint the defendant was convicted. Now the trial court imposed $122,377.91 in victim restitution to the defendant's insurers and as a condition of probation. And the defendant, of course, appealed arguing one his insurer did not incur economic losses as a result of his convicted crime, and two, the restitution imposed as a condition of probation serves no rehabilitative purpose and must be stricken. Of course, farmers suffered damages due to the arson for profit and the fraudulent insurance claim, but the prosecution dismissed those charges to gain a plea bargain where the defendant admitted to his crime, but only the small crime that was just a misdemeanor. The people had charged the defendant with arson of an inhabited structure, attempted arson of an inhabited structure, insurance fraud and misdemeanor, unlawful burning of an inhabited structure. Defendant pleaded no contest only to count six the unlawful burning of an inhabited structure, and the people dismissed the remaining charges without obtaining a Harvey waiver. 
The trial court then placed defendant on a one year of informal probation and imposed fines and fees. As a condition of probation, defendant was ordered to serve 66 days in county jail with credit for time served. In a written ruling issued after the hearing, the trial court ordered the defendant to pay restitution to farmers as a condition of probation. It further concluded the payments farmers made to defendant and the fire investigation expenses farmers incurred constituted economic losses directly caused by the defendant's criminal activity within the meaning of the California Constitution. The restitution amount consisted of 81000 for alternate living expenses farmers paid to the defendant and 41000 for fire investigation services. The defendant contended that farmers did not suffer economic losses as a result of his crime of conviction and that the restitution should have been stricken. Although a court has a constitutionally mandated duty to order restitution to a victim who has suffered economic loss as a result of the defendant's conduct, a business entity is a victim under Section 1202.4 when the entity is a direct victim of a crime. Generally, an insurer does not become a direct victim of a crime by paying the crime-related losses of its insured under the terms of an insurance policy. An insurance company does not become a victim of a crime simply because it made good on its obligation. An insurer may still have to provide coverage for reckless crimes committed by its policyholders. Insurance companies are entitled to restitution only where they are the objects of insurance fraud. The elements generally necessary to find a violation of insurance fraud are the defendant's knowing presentation of a false claim with the intent to defraud. Unlike insurance fraud, unlawfully burning a house does not require willful conduct only recklessness. A violator of Section 452 must not intend to cause the burning of the property. Defendant's crime of conviction was unlawful burning, not insurance fraud. Defendant admitted only to the elements of Section 452, which does not include the intent to cause the burning of his house. Also absent was evidence of defendants intent to defraud farmers because the people dismissed the insurance fraud count. While the people cited facts established in the preliminary hearing relating to insurance fraud, the trial court cannot order defendant to pay restitution for crimes for which he was not convicted. In Harvey, the California Supreme Court held it would be improper and unfair to permit the sentencing court to consider any of the facts underlying a count dismissed pursuant to a plea bargain for purposes of aggravating or enhancing defendant's sentence. Defendant admitted unlawful burning but that did not result in any damage for which restitution could be ordered. 
Farmer's claim for restitution rests entirely upon the dismissed insurance fraud claim. A trial court is prohibited from imposing a condition of probation based on facts underlying a dismissed count absence a Harvey waiver unless those facts are transactionally related to the admitted defense. Since the defendant admitted only to the elements of the unlawful burning, which does not include any intent to burn his house, much less the intent to defraud farmers, the burning and the filing of the claim were at most temporally related, and as anomalous as the result might be in this case. Defendant is entitled to coverage from farmers for his reckless conduct since accidentally setting fire to a house is an insured against peril. By basing the probation condition on the facts underlying the dismissed insurance fraud claim by concluding farmers incurred economic losses directly caused by the defendant's criminal activity, the trial court violated the Harvey rule, and therefore the restitution was order was reversed. In my opinion, much to the surprise of lay people, including the prosecutors in this case, arson is not an excluded peril. Arson is covered. Setting fire to your house without intent and without intent to defraud are insured against perils. Being stupid is an insured against peril. By failing to get a Harvey waiver and accepting the unlawful burning conviction and dismissing the insurance fraud and arson charges, the prosecutors allowed the defendant to succeed in his fraud and only serve a few days in jail and pay some small fines. Farmers, of course, can sue Mr. George in civil court for fraud and may find it impossible, even if they get a judgment, to collect, while making restitution as a condition of probation, would of course incentivize George to pay rather than spend years in jail. The prosecutors blew their obligation to protect the true victim of the crime, farmers. It's a sad thing, but it's time that prosecutors actually learn a bit about insurance before they prosecute an insurance fraud claim and give away the farm by dismissing all the felonies and leaving the misdemeanor. This video was adapted from my blog, Zelma on Insurance, which is free to anyone who clicks on the link zelma.com blog. I would hope you have sub subscribed, and if not, you will subscribe to this, to my Locals channel, and to my Substack publication, as well as my YouTube channel and my Rumble channel. Thank you for your attention.